Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Hey guys, it's Ahmed from Sports Finder. Just a heads up about the show that you're about to tune in, which is the live Instagram interview that we conduct on a weekly basis on Fridays with student athletes. Please excuse some of the um, disruptions in the recordings. It is a live session. So tune in and make the most of this amazing episode. Take care. Welcome to episode three of the business of NIL. My name is Ahmed Alhuli, and today we have a very special guest, Miss Michelle Meyer, the founder and CEO of the NIL Network. Michelle will be joining us, and she has already joined the room, and let's let her in. Here we go. Michelle is just joining us. Michelle. Hello there. How are you? How are you doing? Welcome to the show. How's things? Thank you. Uh, things are good. Beautiful, beautiful Sunday. But um, like most days, spend thinking about all things NIL in this space now that it moves so quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, definitely evolving really quickly. Um, we're seeing a ton of changes every single day, a ton of updates. And we're seeing a lot of noise being made. Um, students been uh, been benefiting, you know, some confusion, <laughs> some <laughs> coming along. But you know, overall, it's been good. But um, anyway, enough of me. Um, what well, what don't you share with us? What the NIL network is, and and a bit about yourself and how the NIL network came to life. Yeah, um, so I'm a, a former collegiate athlete. I played volleyball at UC Santa Barbara um, and then was also a coach at uh, University of Hawaii for the beach volleyball program for a few years and worked within USA Volleyball as well. Um, are you getting that feedback too? What's that, sorry? Um, yeah, so I started Mill Network really as a hub of all NIL content and to bring more awareness around this massive change that's going on now in collegiate sports. So started it back in December, I think of 2020 and just really been trying to um, share information with whoever wants to learn more about name image and likeness. Fantastic. Uh, definitely do, doing, doing a great job so far. Um, let's, our topic today is the athlete NIL entrepreneurial opportunities. Um, let's dig a bit into that. Uh, from what you've seen so far, from all the information that you've read and that you receive on a daily basis, where should athletes be looking in this uh, in this space? How, how should they be thinking like like an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think over the past um, couple of weeks through NIL, a lot of the the press has been taken by the you know the big athletes and football and basketball and their endorsement deals and whatnot and. Another part of the NIL opportunity, really, that is exciting to me is 
the opportunity for more of the niche sport athletes or ones from smaller schools to take advantage of some of the entrepreneurial opportunities. So starting their own businesses, providing services, coaching camps, clinics, um, giving private lessons, like that kind of thing is what I'm really excited to see uh, start to come out. So over the past couple of weeks, I've seen probably about a dozen type of uh, launched businesses, a lot of different clothing lines, um, but I'm excited to see. I know that some have put together camps in football and basketball, so I'm hoping to see a little bit more of that and, as well in the niche sports. Fantastic. So if we, if we look at what's out there so far, is it athletes that have really gone into the um, into the depth of basically creating their own clothing lines, as in manufacturing their own, or are they teaming up with businesses and doing, doing partnerships? I mean, what are you seeing so far, and what's your advice to athletes? Where should where where should they start? How should they be thinking? Yeah, I think that I've seen kind of a lot of both, a mixture where it's been either you know, athletes saying, hey, check out my clothing line, and they're partnered with another business. It's really, I'm sure that they worked with that on the, the branding, the logo, and what they're offering. Um, but, you know, the, the third party is really hosting that on their website and whatnot. And then there's a few other clothing lines. Like, I know, I think the track and field kids out of Kansas, the brother duo launched um they have a vintage clothing line, which seems like they're handling kind of all aspects of that as their own business, which is really cool to see. Um, some of the other ones I think I've seen, I think there was a, uh, a singer songwriter that had to kind of perform under a, a different name because he was kind of afraid of the repercussions from the NCAA. So now he can come out and say that he is, you know, performing and it's sort of different things that are so different from their, their sport and who they are as an athlete, but previous to NIL changes, they had to get an exemption from the NCAA to be able to pursue those opportunities, and those weren't always granted. So it's cool for them to be able to finally, you know, that the outside kind of hobbies, like I think Chloe Mitchell, from, uh, who was one of the first college athletes and NAI volleyball player uh, to monetize her NIL, you know, she was building, um, I think, like sheds during uh, COVID and really took off on TikTok. And those things are something now that athletes can embrace and get after without worrying about the repercussions of the effects on their eligibility, which is cool. Absolutely. In terms of mentality, in terms of the thinking, in terms of the strategic approach for these athletes, what would you say is, is, is the best place to start? Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely, um, we all know that, you know, college athletes are already so busy with being full-time students and being full-time athletes and to take on running a whole new entity and business. What does that really look like from a time management perspective? But I think, you know, going back to, you know, my coaching days at Hawaii and some of the girls that, that wanted to go after some of these things, there are things as simple as wanting to give private lessons to one of their, you know, the kids who really, really loved them and came to all of our matches and things that might not need a whole foundation of a business. Like if they want to, of course, go there and register, you know, as an LLC or however they want to go about that, that's great as well. But I think that even opening the door for them to just think about doing some different, different things and monetize their NIL is fantastic. Um, what, what, are, what, what are some of the trends that, that you're seeing so far in the space? I think so far, because it's been like we're in 10 days of NIL. Um, so it's been mostly 
at this point, clothing brands from uh, football and basketball players. I have it on my radar, though. Any any athletes out there, if you are starting a business, please let me know. I've, I've dedicated a page on my website to just trying to promote the, the different entities out there, and especially female athletes, because I haven't seen enough of those uh, those businesses come out yet. So um, the, the clothing companies, I saw one that was really interesting, a, a cryptocurrency, which I haven't looked into too much, but... Um, or I couldn't find that much information on it. That was uh, Armando out of UNC, uh, North Carolina. So that was an interesting one. And I think, yeah, mostly mostly clothing. Um, there was another kid from uh, Tennessee football who actually was a CEO of a company before NIL passed. He must have got the exemption from the NCAA. And he started kind of a consulting business working with current athletes on how to start their businesses. So I think that was another cool opportunity there intelligent and in mm -hmm. terms of, uh, in terms of i mean time management um like what what are, what are your tips i mean because as you said before there's so-called 20 hours of training plus the plus the academics um there's not much time is there yeah <laughs> I think it, um, it's a good opportunity to take advantage of the, the summers if you're in, again, it's more of a, a niche sport where you're not on campus necessarily if you're um, outside of football and basketball. I know women's volleyball mostly goes back for summer too, but um, that might give some good opportunities. And also just taking things slowly. And if you're having you know classes, business classes in college or entrepreneurship classes, then you could put those towards like a real life type business plan or, or something you're passionate about doing. So not necessarily going, you know, you don't have more than 24 hours in the day, unfortunately, but take things slow and, and do your research and put it out there as best you can. Yeah. I mean, that's, and also now there's a, a, a ton of tools that really automate the ugly and, and the parts of the business that you don't want to do. Um, so really understanding what you are, who you are, the business you're going to build, Right, and working out the grittiest and the most annoying part. That's probably where, I, in my opinion, these athletes should, should start and try and automate those processes because the beginning is tough. That's what the summer's for. So you, you have a lot of time to start. But then after that, it's really just maintenance. I mean, how many times, once you've got a manufacturer, you've got a manufacturer. Once the, the website's up, it's up. Once your your SKUs are in, they're in. Once you're signed up, you're signed up, right? Yeah. So really, it's really it's yeah, it's really about being intelligent and smart, doing the, the the grunt work when you got like a lot of time off, and then after that, it's just maintenance. So yeah. Now this time now is really important for student athletes. Yeah, and I also think you know with these like they have so many resources on campus as well to take advantage of, whether that's through the business college or I don't know, there's so many people to go talk to. And that's something I definitely feel like I missed out on when I went to school at Santa Barbara that I just didn't take advantage of all of those resources that were available to me because I did not have the vision of, you know, starting my own business or being an entrepreneur or whatnot. So I think tapping into those could be huge, even just get templates for, different facets of, of building a business would be a, a good start to go to, too. So basically what you're saying is make the most of your internal re resources in college, your professors, so on, so on, so on, right? Yeah. Is that exactly. Awesome. Um, and, and even... 
one other thing I'm going to say is, um, so Christy Doss, she runs the Business of College Sports. She just put out for female athletes, so you're starting a Slack channel um, where female athletes can join and pretty much just ask questions, and it's a networking opportunity. And, like, Christy is a fantastic resource. So I feel like anyone who can – I mean, I wish I could join that, to be honest. Um, so I'm definitely pushing all of the, the female athletes that I'm talking to to say, hey, get over there and join that Slack channel um, because she's focusing, again, on not the ones with the, the huge, massive social media followings. It's more of the – the smaller followings are, are working with the athletes to to monetize a different stream of revenue besides like the endorsements or sponsorship deals. What well, what would you say athletes need to look out for? I mean, what should they not be doing based on what on 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 the trends and what and the insight that you you've been seeing over the last eleven days? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, I don't know if I've seen much come out yet on the um, on the side from you know, starting your own business or whatnot. But what we've seen outside of that is just making sure that you know, you know your contracts in and out and what is actually in those and you know what your your partnerships are looking like, what is expected of you. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's a good business practice for, for everyone, right? To make sure that you're reading the fine print. And if you're not an expert in a certain industry, make sure that you're getting someone to look it over for you or with you um, so you can understand exactly what you're what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, and I mean, one of the talking points of, of recent times, I, I am going to go there, is basically what happens to your content or to your data or to your um, whatever, whatever you want to call it, personal rights, after you, you finish with that company. I think that's been a huge talking point as of recent. So it's something that you really need to be careful about because the way tech companies are built is that, if you're getting something for free, it's usually not, not for free. So nothing in life is for free. And that's something that people, these students need to understand. You're getting paid $20, $20 or $50 or $100 or $150 to do something. I can promise you they're making a lot more than that without you even, even, even re realizing. So monetization is not just at, at the starting point. There's a lot yeah. of different models that there's ongoing monetization for the actual business itself so look into that understand the business inside out take it to a lawyer take it to a relative that knows the space and make sure compliance ticks it off because if it doesn't you're you're at the risk of losing a scholarship or you know getting yourself in serious trouble it's not worth it yeah yeah Add definitely um, yeah, and the, one other thing I was going to say, just in, in terms of, you know, the, the business side of NIL and starting um, being an entrepreneur and whatnot is such a, in my eyes, such a great opportunity for the athletes to really learn a lot of other just life skills that they'll carry forward in, in business or even if they end up not, you know, being a business owner once they graduate or whatnot, bringing, putting that on a resume and bringing those skills to whatever career path you're going to go down in my mind, at least, is so much more, you know, that's, I don't know, substance, I guess, than just putting up like, hey, here am I using the sunscreen, I love it, and then posting on social media, like, you really kind of get in the weeds of it and learn a lot. And I mean, I guess I'm talking also from my, my personal experience of doing this now for <laughs> last seven months or so. But yeah, like the, the learning opportunities, um, and pushing yourself to kind of get out of your comfort zone, I think is a great opportunity for for the athletes to get into. Absolutely. And um before we move on to our next point, 
how do athletes sign up to appear on your um like your di directory basically like where do they go yeah they can um either shoot me a, a a dm on on instagram um the sun nil network or shoot me an email michelle at nilnetwork.com and really all i need is a a logo and then any links to a, a website or social media um uh kind of channels that you have and i've got it live right now i think i've only got a couple athletes up there so it's definitely a, a working document that's going to or working page that's going to continue growing i mean we all start somewhere and and it's important that we we we, we do start the whole industry is, is 11 days old so, <laughs> so <laughs> i know what that what's but um in terms of being an entrepreneur in terms of building a business what the one thing that I'm not seeing really being put out there enough is student athletes. We're, we're living through history. We're living through a revolution here, right? You need to understand that this business can be taken past college, even if you don't play in the pro ranks. So it's really important that you sit down and you jot down some strategic goals actually write like a mini business plan. I, I, I call it nowadays like an action plan. Sit down, think it out. It's not about the 50 or the 100 or the 150 or the 500. It's about the 100 or the 150K, 200K, 250K. How does this develop into a business after college? That's yeah. the real Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, just from my, um, again, I'll go back to, to my coaching experience and uh, the, the girls I coached at University of Hawaii, like some of them have started businesses post-college that I know would have loved to start that and start building a foundation of what they're doing while still in college. And now, I mean, they're, they're off and they're doing it. They're running, some are running, um, you know, volleyball clubs and whatnot. But I think you're totally right in, in building a an actual action plan and taking steps towards, okay, even if I'm going to graduate next year in two years, is this something that I want to do post-college? Or obviously you don't, you're not, committed and tied to um to that necessarily and it could change once you graduate or whatnot but i think having that vision and really setting forward even a five-year plan is a great great start absolutely all right awesome we have a question let me just quickly pop it up the question was who is the tennessee football player with the consulting um grant Frickling, Frickling, um, GFT Enterprises is his uh, Instagram account. There you go. Awesome. All right, Michelle, um, thank you very much. You, you've been amazing. You had a ton of insight with us. Before we let you go, any parting advice? Um, I, I think I'm just really looking forward to seeing more, more stories about the businesses that come out because I feel that athletes have such a great um, – a great foundation to be entrepreneurs and you know they have some of those qualities that i think make really successful um business owners so i know that a lot of the headlines have been grabbed so far by the big time endorsement deals or the um you know the, the the bigger programs but i'm looking forward to seeing some of those some of those stories come out and again if you are if you're an athlete and you're looking to start something or you've started something please send me an email i'd love i'd love to hear about it <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, Michelle, once again, for joining me on the business of NIL. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?